Welcome to Down in the Den. I am your host, Mars, and thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Today, we will be reviewing and recapping episode eight of WandaVision, and I can't wait to get into it. So as always, let's go. Let's get this thing started. Let's talk about this show, and uh, I'm ready. So let's get right into the review of this particular episode. I'm going to give it a uh, 3.5 as well out of 5, which is good, not great. And I provide this week's episode the same rating as last week. I was tempted to rate it slightly lower because it didn't have that awesome thing song and uh, nothing better than Agatha all along, which has now become a viral bop and uh, complete with remixes and mimes everywhere. You have to love the internet, certainly undefeated. But after my second viewing, I feel like this episode was just as good. I did a lot of hefty lifting for those who may have been unclear or unfamiliar. Someone like me, who's been following the MCU since the beginning in 2008 up until now, a lot of the revelations weren't new. Uh, I knew Wanda's backstory. I knew Monica's backstory. I knew pretty much everyone's backstory. So for someone like me who knows the comic books and follows the MCU and knows it like the back of my hand, it just wasn't that much there for me. But I've enjoyed the episodes. Even the episodes that don't have a perfect rating, I've enjoyed every single episode, 1 through 8. But I would definitely give it a 3.5 out of 5. Good, not great. Uh, But I feel like we have the table completely set for Bonkers series finale. I don't think it's going to be picked up for season two. The story will be told for the most part between here, Spider-Man 3, and from Doctor Strange 2. So I don't think we'll see another episode of WandaVision, at least in this format. Uh, In this episode, I give a 3.5. So let's get into the recap of this episode. The episode starts with us back in Salem in 1693 during the Salem Witch Trials. The twist here, instead of the townspeople placing Agatha on trial, appears that it's her own coven. In fact, the leader of the coven appears to be Agatha's own mother. Um, So from what it appears, they may have even been good witches. I'm noticing a trend with the color of the magic is a different type of magic. This is the first time we've really seen blue magic besides in Wiccan, uh, Wanda's son, which generally is leading me to believe more of a good witch. But they convict her of using dark magic and forbidden magic for her age and stature. And she shows right from the start that she's been pretty much a jerk from the beginning. She tells them, oh, I, I didn't use for." I didn't break the rules. They bent to my power, bent to my will, something to that effect. Um, But she pretty much just drains their magic, drains their life force, leaves them all in a husk. And I think that might be an explanation why she's been alive so long. And uh, we even see Agatha take on her her now infamous pendant right off her mother's corpse. So the intro was really dark. We then cut back to Agatha's Temple of Doom and... We get some exposition about magic protection symbols. We also get a few gems 
dropped, confirming that she was never under Wanda's spell and that she was mentally controlling Pietro, or she called him Pietro, fake Pietro, the whole time. Uh, there was rapid speculation that Quicksilver was Mephisto, a nightmare. I think this proves that he wasn't. But I do also think this confirms what I've been feeling all the time, that it was easier for her to simply pick, pluck another Pietro from another time string or universe than to resurrect uh, Wanda's Pietro. And she even mentions that resurrecting him was not really an option. One, he's in a whole nother continent. Two, he's full of holes. And you have to also recall this is 2023. So he's been dead for about nine years. So I'm sure he doesn't have much left to work with. Uh, Agatha also mentioned that she was drawn to this location from the sheer amount of spells going on at one time. And that's what drew Agatha to Wanda. Uh, one of the lines that really stood out is that Agatha said Wanda had magic running on autopilot. And so she's really interested in figuring out how she did it. And we get into a very Ghosts of Christmas Past type uh, episode where we see Wanda childhood and we learn uh why sitcoms why her fantasy hats life is sitcoms through all drama sitcoms are something that she not only loved but that's how she learned english and it was a connection that she had with her father so now we realize why sitcoms we also learn some very very important information as they essentially retcon uh, instead of her receiving her powers from the Mind Stone, as we were led to believe, the Mind Stone only increased her powers or supercharged them. And Agatha even said something to the effect of, okay, so you were a baby witch, and without practice, the powers would have just faded away. But because you were exposed to an Affinity Stone, which shows she knows all about Affinity Stones, those powers have been supercharged. And so right when she's about to reach out to the bomb, we see her dragged out of that recap of her child and that, that scene that we heard about in Age of Ultron. We see her parents. That also uh, disproves the theory that the people in the commercial were just her parents. So we actually see her real parents. And then we next travel to the Hydra base and we see... The experiment where Wanda got her powers supercharged by the Mind Stone. And one thing that I think was really cool, we see that once near the Mind Stone, the Mind Stone comes right out of its casing. It exposes itself. That sounds so perverted, but it exposes itself to Wanda. And it just kind of explodes and fills her with power. And one thing that's really cool and hopefully be answered in the vision that she sees, pun totally attended, we see full Scarlet Witch Wanda inside of the Mind Stone. So I don't know if this is her coming from the future, her coming from a parallel universe, or just we know the Mind Stone has a mind of its own. So very interested uh, to see the reveal, if there will be a reveal why she saw the flash forward of her full comic book Scarlet Witch self. 
And I totally suspect that when we end this series, or we next see her after this series, she will have that full look. We then flash to Avengers headquarters, where we see a really touching scene between Wanda and Vision, and presumably right after Age of Ultron. I've heard a lot of people complain, oh, the room isn't the same, Uh, this was a continuity era. No, you gotta think, Age of Ultron was two years prior to Civil War, so... I'm sure right after Age of Ultron, she hadn't had everything established. She hadn't decorated a room. They probably just gave her a guest room. Uh, So I don't think this was a continuity era. I think people are just reading too much into it. But we see a really touching scene between Wanda and Vision, presumably once again right after Age of Ultron. Wanda's looking at Malcolm in the middle, and Vision really helps her deal with her grief of losing her brother. And he says a really touching line about grief just being love persevering and you can even see and i think it was sincere we can even see agatha wiping the tear away when we see that so now we're getting closer to the trauma closer to discovering exactly where this power source comes and wanda says come on let's dig a little further you lost your parents you lost your brother you lost vision you wanted him back And then we see what really happened at the sword base. That jerk Hayward, Director Hayward, had previously shown footage, which I thought was either doctored, edited, or not the full story all along, claiming that Wanda broke in and stole Vision's body. When we see here, and I had theorized this the whole time, it pretty much seems since Affinity Wars for the last five years, Sword has been working to reactivate Vision to no avail. And Wanda comes in and he's hoping that she can use her powers to resurrect him because he clearly wants a sentient weapon of his own. Uh, But she doesn't actually reactivate him. She busts in. She rubs her hand over his head. And this was a callback to Infinity War. And she says, I can't feel you. And she just accepts that he's gone. We then see her get into her car and there's a letter that presumably Vision had sent her before Affinity War, and we see the deed to a home. That's how she ended up in Westview. In Affinity War, when he told her to leave me, it appears that his plan was just to settle down and have that domestic life with Wanda grow old, even though I don't know if Vision ages. I don't think he, he does, but uh, that was his plan, and it was really heartbreaking because if you really think about it in this time frame, This is the same time frame where we saw, at the end of Infinity War, we saw T'Challa reunited with his family back in Wakanda. We saw Hawkeye reunited with his family at the Barton Farm. We saw the team from Ant-Man and the Wasps back together, and uh, we saw so many people get their happy ending And Wanda's just left with no vision, no Quicksilver, no parents. She predictably is not an Avenger at this point because Avengers are pretty much dismantled. The one person that she probably could confide in, Clinton Barton, is probably busy catching up with his family. and Also, he probably has a lot of PTSD from his five years being Ronan, so he's not there. And the grief just overtakes her. And we see her fall to her knees. 
and all the power that's in there just surge out and creates this hex that we now know. And not only that, one of the interesting part, we could see the Mind Stone energy, remembering her powers were enhanced by the Mind Stone, essentially come out of her and create her own version of Vision. So now we know why Vision can't exist outside the bubble. Uh, he is essentially a figment of her imagination, uh, but her powers were able to manifest him out of essentially nothing. And from there, we cut back to really the beginning of episode one, and we see that she makes the home, not only creates the home, but then creates a reality to make it to like a Dick Van Dyke episode, her favorite episode as a kid, which was really cool. And from there, we cut to what appears to be the studio audience, and we see Agatha there with the slow clap, and she has now realized what's going on, and she disappears. She then vanishes, and Wanda hears Tommy and Billy outside screaming for her. She runs out the door, and we see Agatha in full witch mode. She's using her magic, and she has Billy and Tommy by the neck, and she lets Wanda know that you're supposed to be a myth. You're so powerful because you are the Scarlet Witch, not a Scarlet Witch, but the Scarlet Witch. So we finally see Wanda or hear Wanda get the title that she's had in the comic books, which is really awesome. And she's really upset, not so much that she's the Scarlet Witch, that she has a power to essentially create uh, with with no impediment, and she chooses to make breakfast for dinner. So she was really upset, and uh, we cut we cut to the credits, the dreaded uh, please stand by credits, and then if you haven't learned to stay by last week's episode, we get our mid credit scene, and we see Hayward at the base. His team lets him know we're ready to launch, and he lets him know finally. And we cut to just, it's so tragic. We cut to Vision. He's been fully reassembled. And they use Wanda's hex magic power from the bomb to finally charge up Vision and bring him back online. But he's White Vision. And if you know anything from the comic book, White Vision is the version of Vision, also known as Spectral Vision, is the version of Vision that does not have, in the comic book, Wonder Man's personality, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it would be the combination of the Mind Stone, Tony, Bruce, Thor's Lightning, and Jarvis, which makes Vision. So presumably this Vision uh, will... Oh, and Ultron. So presumably this Vision will not have... The Mind Stone, obviously, we see it's charged by something that looks closer to uh, Tony's art reactor. And he probably won't have much of a personality. He'll probably mind wiping just to be a weapon. So I feel, with this being said, the, the cameo that Paul Bettany was teasing might be himself. And, and I definitely feel we're going to have a battle, Vision versus Vision. And uh, I don't think any of the visions are going to survive this battle. My hope, my hope is that somehow they merge and we get our old vision back by having his reactivated body with essentially his soul, which is being controlled by Monica, I mean, Wanda. But uh, who knows? Who knows how that's going to end?
So overall, uh, I can't wait till the series finale. It hasn't been announced if it's going to be the series finale, but I'm, I'm, I feel fairly certain and confident. Um, I I don't have any predictions that I'm willing to go out on for the season finale because so many things have just really changed and blown my mind. So I'm just down to enjoy the ride now. So overall, uh, once again, I give this episode 3.5 out of 5. Very good episode. Not great. Not perfect. Very good. But it set the table uh, for what I believe is going to be a phenomenal finale. And I can't wait till uh, Friday uh, to check it out. So as always, I thank you so much for joining us here on Down in the Den. That is my recap and review of episode 8 of WandaVision. And as always, thank y'all for listening. Please subscribe, uh, share, and deuces.